In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. There is a misconception about Lent that says that Lent is just a time to be sad about the death of Jesus and to spend all that time beating ourselves up when it comes to our sin. While pondering the death of Jesus is a component of Lent, and while we should also consider our sins especially in this time, that part of Lent does not come into sharp focus until we get to Passion Tide, that is, the last two weeks of Lent leading up to Easter. Historically, Lent has actually been a time of catechesis, in which the new members of the church in the ancient days were taught the basics of the Christian faith, and that teaching culminated in their baptism on the Easter Vigil, the evening between Good Friday and the Resurrection on Sunday, and then their reception to the Lord's Supper. But there's another component of Lent that has become popularized in the last several years, and that is the idea of fasting. That is, in part, what Jesus is directing us to in tonight's Gospel reading. Now, when I say that fasting has become popular, that doesn't mean that all the kids are crazy about it, but what I mean is that you hear folks talk about giving something up for Lent more and more. I think this was something that I first heard in high school, but as I've gained a few more years of experience, I hear it more and more. Giving up things like chocolate or TV or, Lord forbid, coffee for the whole season of Lent. Now, while these things are not necessarily bad to do, it's not really what the Bible means when it talks about fasting. Usually, fasting in those days meant going without meals or at least severely cutting back on what you did eat when you did throughout the day. Jesus' fasting in the wilderness isn't really a model that the scriptures recommend to us because there's obviously something supernatural going on to sustain him those 40 days that he does not eat. But... Jesus does talk about fasting as part of our spiritual warfare as Christians. In fact, in one exorcism, the disciples are unable to cast a demon out of a demon-possessed boy, and Jesus comes and does it, and the disciples ask, why weren't we able to do this? And Jesus answers quite simply, this kind can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. So fasting according to the scriptures, is good. Jesus commends it by his teaching and by his example. And in tonight's text, he commends it even further by saying, when you fast. By saying that way, he's expecting that we as Christians from time to time will fast. But why? Well, besides what I've already mentioned about spiritual warfare, fasting also has a way of preparing us for times when we may be forced to go without. In a way, it's like training. Back in high school, when I ran cross-country, we would run five, sometimes ten miles, or even more in preparation for our races. Now, 
in those days, our races were only uh, slightly over three miles. And so when we would run five, ten, or even more miles in a practice, we were making practice harder so that when it came to the time of competition, it was much easier to get through the race and to give our best and to leave it all out on the field, as it were. Dear friends in Christ, we are now living in a time where things are getting more and more expensive. And that does have an impact for most people on what is on our tables. Besides that, we may also come to a time soon when we may be forced to go out, go without because of our confession of faith. And so the more we sweat in training, the less we will bleed in war. But fasting also has a deeper spiritual purpose that Jesus will teach us about this coming Sunday. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. When we refuse our body's basic needs, we are reminding ourselves and our flesh that our lives don't depend on what passes over our lips, but depends entirely upon God himself. He is the one who sends rain that gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. He is the one who has caused the earth to be fruitful and bear all kinds of food for us to eat. He is the one who has commanded the cattle to be fruitful and multiply that we might have meat to eat. We as Christian people are to live by the word of God and fasting is one of those ways that we can put our flesh and its desires in their proper place. But Jesus is also teaching us something about fasting here that is even more fundamental, even than that deep spiritual truth to the Christian faith. You may have noticed this when Jesus was speaking about the other so-called disciplines of Lent, such as giving to the needy and praying. He talked about doing these things in secret so that the Father in heaven, who sees in secret, will reward you. Well, what does he mean by that? To a certain extent, a lot of Christianity is based on outward practices, including fasting, praying, and giving to the needy. Even things like baptism and the Lord's Supper and the preaching of God's word are, to a certain extent, outward things. We see those things with our eyes. We hear them with our ears. We apprehend them with our taste buds. These things are outward things. But none of these things, including baptism, the Lord's Supper, the preaching of the word, none of these things are beneficial to us apart from this secret thing that Jesus is speaking about. Dear saints, what is this secret thing other than faith in the Lord and in his promises? We cannot see faith. We heard on Sunday, this last Sunday, as the prophet waited to anoint one of Jesse's sons to be king over Israel, that man, we look on the outward appearance 
But God looks on the heart. He sees in the secret place what our eyes do not see. And apart from faith, we can do no good thing. Apart from faith, we can do nothing to earn God's favor. Think about what we heard on Sunday about Jesus' apostles or his disciples. Jesus had told them plainly about his upcoming death and resurrection, but they just didn't understand. They didn't believe it. They should have seen all of these signs, but they lacked the faith to grasp what Jesus was saying when he was saying he was going to the cross. But on the other hand, blind Bartimaeus believed that Jesus was the Messiah. And because of that, he knew that Jesus had the power to heal and to save. Faith enabled him to grab a hold of the promises of Jesus despite all that had befallen him in his life. In the same way, dear saints, fasting, praying, giving to the needy won't have any eternal significance for us apart from faith. Maybe you'll lose a few pounds after fasting and you'll understand the plight of the hungry. You may feel better about yourself when you say out loud your sorrows. You may feel better about yourself when you give to the poor, but apart from faith, that's your reward. That's it. But with faith in the Lord Jesus and his promises, faith grabs a hold of the blessings that God gives in these practices, these three Christian disciplines. When you fast, believing that the Lord God provides for all of your needs of body and soul, that makes the feasting, when you get there, so much sweeter. When you let your flesh feel the consequences of the fall, your longing for joy and the resurrection will become so much greater. But even if the resurrection doesn't happen tomorrow, your joy and satisfaction in the Easter feast will be that much greater after the fast. You will learn in that time to be content with what God has provided you, knowing that with him there is no lack. And so tonight, we begin a period of time that is for Christians a time of fasting. I encourage you, by the word of the Lord and by the example of our Lord Jesus Christ, to take on a fast this Lenten season, something that will make your flesh subject to the, God, to the word of God rather than to every rumble of your stomach. But when you fast, don't do it for other people. Don't do it so they can see it. Don't do it because you think you're earning God's favor. Do it in faith in the Lord's word. Do it knowing that he will provide for everything that you need. Do it knowing that the Lord Jesus, who by his fasting in the wilderness, has not only redeemed your fasting, but he has cleansed it of all sin. Do it knowing that God is already pleased with you 
Because Jesus has shed his blood and has cleansed you of all sin too. In Jesus' name. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.